and welcome to this edition of the Critical Mass Business Talk Show. I am so excited. Uh, we have Bernadette Peterson. She is the founder of the Steadfast Group as our special guest today. And we've been planning this since probably June, and we finally have found time on her busy schedule to be a guest. Hi, Bernadette. Hi. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be on your talk show. So uh, you've been in business for 19 years. What was the motivation for you to leave a secure job as a senior auditor at EY to start your firm? Well, it all stems back from my dad. So my dad is uh, an entrepreneur and he actually immigrated from Germany with $100 in his pocket, left his family, his five siblings and his parents in Germany, immigrated to the United States with a dream. He wanted to start his own business. He wanted to have a large family and my dad accomplished both. And I am one of 12 kids. <laughs> and so our siblings, you know, my siblings worked for my dad and we, you know, it, I saw the highs and lows of having a business and I fell in love with it. I'd spend the summers in his shop and he'd walk me through all the equipment and how it worked and and I was so fascinated with, at a very young age, on how businesses work. So I knew that I wanted to have my own business one day. In fact, when I was about 10 years old, I remember I had a very clear vision of having my own business. And it sounds kind of crazy, but at the time, working remote was not even an option. But the vision I had was that I'd be working remote, I would have a family, I would be doing something with numbers, I didn't even know what that meant at the time because accounting wasn't even in my vocabulary. So it was a very, very clear vision. In fact, I shared it with my siblings and they kind of thought I was crazy. Like, how are you gonna work from home and be a mom and run a business? Like that, just, that definitely sounds like a dream and not reality, but it was very clear to me. And so I, um, you know, fast forward, I went to college, I got my accounting and finance degree um, I graduated top of my class. I ended up getting a job at one of the top um, accounting firms in the world. I worked there for two years. I got an offer to work in the mergers and acquisitions department in Milan, Italy, my quote unquote mm -hmm. dream job. And as I was preparing to move, um, September 11th happened. And it's, it's kind of ironic because it's right around the time, the same exact time 20 years ago, where it was, there was so much uncertainty. I mean, I had friends that lived in New York. I couldn't get a hold of them. They were my age. I didn't know if they were alive or dead. And it was a very scary time. And I remember one night asking myself one question, if you were to die tomorrow, would you be happy with the life that, you, that you're living or that you've lived? And my answer was no. So despite working at this great firm, which I loved, despite having this incredible opportunity, which I was so excited about, I knew that deep in my heart, I've always wanted to have my own business. And so that was unfulfilled at that point. But I was still fa fairly young and I didn't have, you know, you, you always think if I just have a little bit more experience, if I'm a little bit older or this person's smarter than me, and, who am I to start my own business? What do I know, right? And I just realized at that moment that like sometimes in life, you just have to take that that step, uh, that leap of faith and, and not really have all the answers. And so 
I put my resignation in at the firm and I'll never forget, I had mentors advising me. In fact, they did not <laughs> accept my resignation at first. And because they said, we think you've kind of lost your mind. You have a secure job. And, um, and, and this is quite potentially the worst economy that you're living in. And why would you throw that all away and start in something be, just because you have an idea? And I, I, I don't know. I just, this is what's in my heart and this is what I need to do. So I quit my job and I'll never forget Rick on, on, we had our happy hour on the Friday. I, and everything was good. I wake up Saturday morning, eight o'clock. I'm staring at the ceiling going, what did I just do? <laughs> right? Maybe they were right. right. And so I had nothing lined up. I had no soft landing. Like literally it was just an idea I had in my head. I wanted to help small businesses and use my accounting knowledge to help small businesses. And as I was laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, thinking, gosh, you know, what's the worst? that can happen. I can go get a job at Starbucks across the street, across the street. And, and really that wouldn't be the worst thing that could happen. Right. So, and the, my phone rang at eight 20 in the morning. Hey, Bernadette, I got your name and number for, from a colleague. I need help with my inventory. How soon can you be here? <laughs> and I said, I'll be there in 45 minutes on a Saturday. So I helped him until Thursday. Everything was great. You know, Thursday comes around and then I come home, I'm staring at the walls again. Okay, that was wonderful. <laughs> now what? And then my <laughs> right. phone rang. Hey, Bernadette, I need help with my procedures. Can you start working tomorrow? And 20 years later, you know, we've worked with over 600 companies. And that's when I knew that that was my destiny. And, and I'd like to say I had all the answers and I knew exactly what was going to happen, but I didn't. And and I could equate that moment in my life where like I took that first step and it just felt like I was stepping into a fog, but it wasn't until you step into like that first, you make that first step into that unknown when the fog starts to clear. Um, and that was a big lesson for me in my life that you just have to go after things, even though things are not always completely figured out and you just have to trust your ability. And so that's what's started my business. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I uh, was introduced to you earlier this year by Wayne Pinnell. And mm -hmm. I see that Wayne has made a comment on LinkedIn, which is great. Oh. And if any of you, yeah, if anybody else has a comment or a question or wants to join the conversation today with Bernadette, don't hesitate to put it up and we will show it on the screen and bring it into the conversation. So over the years for the Steadfast Group, uh, how has your vision for the business changed since you started the company, Bernadette? You know, that's a very good question. It's actually changed quite a bit. So when I first started out, I, you know, I love accounting. I love numbers. Maybe I'm one of the rare people that actually love accounting. I really do. I mean, anything, I was so fascinated with numbers. I would say no to nothing. I would say yes to everything. And so I did everything. We did, you know, system conversions, account outsourced accounting. We did tax work. We did consulting project work because I loved it all. And actually for 15 years, that's what we did. And then uh, five years ago, my husband joined our team. And so, and I'm pretty involved in the business, you know, in the weeds, doing the work, which I absolutely love doing. And, and my husband is a visionary, really. And he's, 
he's an incredible guy and I'm very blessed to be married to him, but he came in and, you know, in a, in a, a good hot five minutes says, you're too broad. You need to, you need to narrow your focus. And so I didn't like that idea at all. First of all, I don't like to be told what to do. And especially from my husband, but the more I thought about it, I realized that he had a point. We were too, too broad. And in order to scale the business and grow the business, we really needed to focus our effort into a core business that we could excel at extremely well. And so I uh, took his advice, which was very hard. We had to fire, you know, or let go of 20 of our clients and refer them off to other colleagues, which was, was, I did not enjoy that part. And these clients are great clients have been with me since the very beginning. And um, so once we made that tradition, uh, fast forward, you know, 18 months to two years later, we nearly doubled our business. So I, you know, my husband was right. I'm glad he heard that. Hopefully he's listening and participating as well. <laughs> so, so you had a great start in that you, the phone started ringing because that doesn't always happen for new entrepreneurs when yeah. you start a business, the, you know, yeah. no one's calling. But over the span of the life of your firm, when do you remember the, the moment when you truly believed that your business was going to succeed, that your vision was playing out? I did. It was really that first phone call. I mean, mm -hmm. I I am not a salesperson at all. In fact, I'm I'm probably horrible at sales. I'm an accountant, okay? Like I yeah, I like glam. I like all those things, but I am a, an accountant. I like to crunch numbers and so selling is not my deal. And so when that first client called me on a Saturday morning, I realized I realized that wow, I, I have something here that that client gave me so much confidence. And then the next client and in 20 years, we've never had a shortage of work or places to go or people to help. So just it's really been our clients that have given me that confidence. Uh, I always believe in just like putting your head down and doing great work and your work speaks for yourself. And and I I believe our clients, you know, are, are a reflection of that. So the, the fact that we've worked with over 600 companies in 20 years, it's, it's and all of our business is 100% word of mouth. Um, mm -hmm. I think it speaks for itself. So it really goes back to that first client. So here we are on Critical Mass Business Talk Show, Orange County's longest running business talk show. I really am focusing on entrepreneurs like Bernadette who have had a business for a couple decades, frankly, and been able to uh, keep the business successful. Bernadette, maybe this isn't appropriate for you, but you know, over the span of your business, uh, have you faced uh, any serious time when you had to look at the business and begin to at least have the thought that the business may not uh, survive uh, external events or some something? Absolutely, many times. In fact, six years ago, I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer and um, I had three kids under the age of three. And that was a very challenging time. I, Rick, I didn't know what was going to happen. There's so much uncertainty and anyone that's gone through um, tragedy or uh, cancer situation knows exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 
you don't know what's going to happen and you spend a lot of time waiting and there's so much uncertainty and you're waiting on the next test results and that will determine the outcome and you're trying not to worry about raise, raising a family and uh, you know being with my husband and so that really was so eye-opening to me and and i always say i would never wish cancer anything negative upon anyone else but i will tell you that that journey ended up being the biggest blessing in my life because I realized that if I wanted to face this thing and beat it, that I needed to make changes in my life. And that meant removing anything negative or toxic in my life, which included negative or toxic relationships, uh, whether personally or professionally. So within the first couple of weeks of getting diagnosed, I quickly knew that I needed to, to end the relationship with 13 of my clients um, mm. for the sheer reason they never treated me well. I don't think they appreciated me. Um, they just were not professional. And so I let them know that I was no longer working with them. In fact, I found my re replacements and trained them to provide them with a the soft landing. But I also made it very clear as to why I wasn't working with them. It had actually nothing to do with breast cancer and everything to, to do with the fact that they just were unpleasant to work with and did not appreciate me. And so it was interesting, their responses, a couple of them, you know, begged me to reconsider. <laughs> they would change their ways. And I, and I respectfully said no. And a few of them had said to me, you know, do you even realize how much money we're paying you? I can't believe you're saying no to us. And and I and my response to that was, there's no amount of money to sell my soul to, there's no amount of money for my soul. And my soul needs to be with encouraging people. And so we, yes, our revenue declined 20% for, for that first four months. We continue to focus on our 80% of our clients that have been so supportive and wonderful through the whole process. And now mind you, I worked through the entire thing. I hardly took any time off. I had four surgeries, um, but that's just who I am. So, um, so and, and we just continued to focus and pour our hearts into our existing clients who've just been absolutely wonderful. And the irony of the whole situation was that not only in the next six months did we meet, get back the 20% revenue that we lost, but over the next 18 months, our revenue increased an additional 20%. And it was really eye-opening to me that when you get rid of the things that are negative in your life and you're actually creating room for the right opportunities. I always say that breast cancer gave me permission to say no. I always felt like before breast cancer, I was a yes girl. I would say yes to everything. I'm a people pleaser. And after breast cancer, it made me realize at what cost, at what cost. And there's enough quality people out there. In fact, you know, we have a motto now that we only work with quality people. So our team is quality, our clients are quality. And that, that's what we stick with because you know what? Life's too short. So, and there's enough businesses out there that, that you know, fit that profile. So knows, I, th I think as an entrepreneur, when you're starting out, especially, it's hard to say no, because you're so afraid of like the next day and the next opportunity. I don't want to put it out of the universe that I'm a no person. But actually what that no is actually a yes to the right people. So I, I believe that, but by setting, saying no and creating boundaries, you're actually making room 
for the right people and the right opportunities. And I, unfortunately, I don't know why I had to learn that through breast cancer, but for my personality, I needed that good kick in the pants to, <laughs> to make the change. If it wasn't for breast cancer, I don't think I would have gotten to that point. So I, I think that that became a really good learning opportunity for me. And, and now it's stuck with our business and has, we work with great people and we're really excited about that. Well, there's a couple things that I'd just like to pick on, pick up on that you said. One of them is you have a number of examples which you've shared here today on the interview about times when you've made strategic decisions to focus your business and eventually you saw the business grow because of that focus. So that's a, <laughs> yes. that's a teachable moment, entrepreneurs, whether you've been in business for 10 years or 10 months or 10 days, focus is key. And the other Thing that I came away from this question, your answer is um, in the face of what could be a very distracting and concerning event where you feel out of control, you are able to use it to create a better future for yourself and your business. Absolutely. I've never been in the mindset of, you know, being a victim or woe is me. I've never even asked why was, why is this happening to me? And three younger three kids under three. I mean, you can only imagine twins and at, at, an 18 month old and it, it, you know, it's life shattering, but I don't focus on that. I think through any trail, any hardship, any crisis, there's always something to be learned. And um, life was never intended to operate in a straight line. Cancer journeys are never operates in a straight line. It's, and so you just, that's the beauty of life is that we have these challenges and it's really what, what happens past the challenge that's important. So does it make you better or does it make you better? And I've always tried to take that approach of focusing on trying to be better and how, what can I learn from this? And because, you know, like you break, you know, everything in life is fleeting. What we have today could be gone tomorrow. And you have right. to make the best of it. You just you just don't know what's going to happen. So, so I appreciate you sharing a time when your firm was at a significant risk, and and uh, I'd like to turn you in a direction and ask, um, can you think of one major decision that you made about your business that if you if you could go back in time, you would maybe make that decision differently? Yes, I mean, I think a lot has to do with the being the yes girl and now being more discerning and the types of work that we say yes to. Um, that's that's really a big one. I think um, also when we first started out, we worked for a little bit larger clients uh, that that took a lot of our time, and we really enjoyed doing that for our clients because we could really sink our teeth into it and do a great job for them. But what ended up happening, it made it very difficult to scale our business. So I, I, I think our approach has changed since then. I mean, there's not one client that represents a significant portion of our revenue. Um, we feel like we can provide consistent service to every single one of our clients. And that's been really, that really has transformed our business. The other thing too is, you know, starting out as an entrepreneur, it's hard. I mean, it took me 15 years to really finally start focusing on my business um, through the through mainly the lens of my husband. My husband and I are very similar and see eye to eye on everything. And so he was able to bring out some things that, and you know, it's kind of funny how like, it's like, I've been doing this for 15 years <laughs> and here comes this guy, you know, 
in five minutes, a good hot five minutes saying, oh, let me tell you how it's to do. And you know what? He, he was right. And so I think the importance of focusing on your business, which is why I'm so excited to be a part of the Renaissance group, like it's such a treat. It's, it's almost like a vacation and I love it. Like to be able to focus on my business is just so fun as it's so such a luxury and it's something I have not been able to do. So thank you so much for including me in that um, group. I'm just so excited to be part of it. And I'm so glad that you are because um, since 2007, I've dedicated my career to creating a safe place for business owners, executives such as yourself, Bernadette, to work on your business because we yeah. work so much in our business. It's <laughs> nice to get once, I mean, professional athletes spend more time practicing than playing but successful entrepreneurs spend way more time playing and a little bit of practice can pay big dividends. So thank you for mentioning Renaissance. I appreciate it. You know, um, as we look to the future, you know, what do you see for, what do you see for the steadfast group? Well, our, we're in a growth stage right now. I think during COVID, we, we focused a lot of our energy on the infrastructure. There was so much uncertainty in the world. I just, I didn't want to, fall into that kind of negative talk of, gosh, am I going to make it through this? And what's going to happen? I, I just wanted to get back to the bread and butter, like servicing our clients and focusing our business. So we are in a growth stage right now. I mean, we are hoping to grow or double over the next two years, and we're in position to do that. And it's very exciting. We are looking to add more um, executives to our team, professionals to our team, and um, to help us with the growth. So that's what we're focusing on. And it's been really exciting. Yes, every stage is different than the past. And while the past can inform the future, as you know, from <laughs> uh, uh, more employees make the job different for you as the leader, and you have to keep evolving, right? To be able to stay capable of leading those teams. Yes. It's a constant work in process. It's, it's, it, I, I look at business as a journey, never a destination. Um, it's, it's a, like life. It's just constantly evolving and learning. And that's what makes it so fun. And, and I love the fact that we are a small biz business, that we're very agile and we take input from our team. If our team says, you know, Hey, I came across this great software that I think would be helpful. We implement it and we can execute on those things. And, we have a very collaborative environment with our team. Our team is amazing. I mean, I'm so blessed. Our team's been with us. Uh, we've we've had people with us for the last four, 15 years, 10 wow. years, you know, five years, all through COVID, all the, the same exact team. So really, it's it's I'm only as good as my team, and my team right. is incredible. And it's all about that our people, our clients are incredible, and we really, truly are so blessed. And speaking of blessed, we're blessed to have a number of active people who are listening to us live here on LinkedIn and they're commenting. I see Romina said that she's enjoying our conversation. I previously earlier this year was a guest on her podcast, which was a it was an excellent experience. So I really like the fact that our community is engaging with the conversation today. And that's that's a credit to you, Bernadette, for being a such an interesting guest. So that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, earlier you mentioned I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I like to be interesting. I'm not boring. <laughs> I, I think I think accountants get like a negative connotation. And I'm telling you, the coolest people I've met are accountants. So 
we, we can be cool. <laughs> okay, so I was I was with you up till that point. I think that's a bridge too far. Uh, I know quite a number of accountants too, and they're wonderful people. I love them, uh, and uh, I will say no more. Uh, they, I keep thinking of Wayne as a perfect example. But anyway, oh, what Wayne, a wonderful Wayne's person. amazing. Salt of the earth, great guy. Um, so. You, you mentioned Renaissance Executive Forums and that you're in one of our peer groups and you've added a lot of value in the time that you've been with us so far. Um, mm -hmm. the, the question that I have for you is that we recently worked on developing purpose statements with uh, Jessica Snyder and, and you, mm -hmm. you developed uh, a compelling one. And I believe purpose statements are really important for an entrepreneur because they guide your decision making and they allow you to create a business that is congruent with your purpose. And so I'm yeah. wondering if you could um, just share with our group, you know, what was the impact of the work that you did on the purpose statement for you and possibly for your business? Well, first I want to say that that session was so powerful. I, I could not stop bawling my eyes out. <laughs> Probably totally inappropriate, but it just brought everything, my guts and everything out on paper. And when, what was developed, I, I, it, it resonates so much with me. It's, it's, um, I bring joy by empowering others so that they can solve problems and fix things. And I felt like in that one sentence, that really is who I am and who I strive to be. So it was pretty amazing. And, and um, thank you for sharing the, not only the experience, but your specific purpose statement. Uh, and, and I think you would agree that uh, Jessica worked with you and the other members of your group live to help you to come to that understanding and universally for the members everybody left that morning with a similarly impactful statement for themselves and they were all very different weren't they yes they were it was very interesting it was very very it was such an interesting session I loved what came out of it and I love what I loved about it is when people read their per purpose statement, their eyes, their whole body, everything just lit up. It was like a fire. Um, their why as to why they they do what they do. And it's it's I have it here on my desk and I look at it daily. I just it's so powerful. So powerful. So mine is I help people to discover their innate ability to make lasting positive change in their life. And I love it. And, and, and so for me, it, as you, it sort of reinforces, am I working on the right things? And um, I'll be interested over time to see how it, because we did another exercise just recently last week on energy, on understanding what, where you get and what takes your energy. Because for entrepreneurs, you're the energy source for your business, right? I mean, your business yeah. requires a lot of your energy. Yes, it does. <laughs> and there are, to your earlier point, there are, uh, people and mm -hmm. organizations that take energy from you as an entrepreneur. Yes, exactly. And, and being able to protect yourself from those is really important. And that's what you did by firing clients who weren't, who were toxic in your phrase. So yeah. And it, it that was not an easy task by any means, but it, it, I, I guess I was blessed with having cancer as to a reason why I needed to really evaluate because I think when life sort of bumps along and and you go through life, you maybe you put up with things more. But when when a tragedy or crisis hits, that's when you come back to your core 
you start evaluating your life as to why, why am I, why am I in business? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting, uh, putting up X, Y, and Z? And it's, there's, like I said, there's always good that comes out, that come out of those situations. Um, and to try to focus on those things in those situations is really important. So I might be paraphrasing, but what I think, what I believe I heard you say is that um, getting cancer was such a blessing. Who would read that statement outside of the context of what we just talked about today here on this show with you, Bernadette, that would actually think that somebody would utter those words and say that sentence? No one, right? I mean, it's the context within which and what you did with that experience that made it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you were to share just one experience-based piece of advice for other entrepreneurs and businesses owners out there. I'm wondering, is, is there something you'd like to share with our listening audience today? I don't know if I can do one. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. I feel like there's multiple. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, number one, you have to be true to yourself and only you really know what that is. Um, and other people may not be able to articulate it because when other people, for example, my colleagues who I absolutely adore telling me, you know, I'm making the biggest mistake of my life. They thought I was losing my mind. They meant well, but, but in reality, they were speaking from their own fears, I believe. And so they only wanted the best for me, but they, they probably couldn't imagine doing things themselves. So I think that you always have to check people's advice and just do in your heart, be always true to yourself. The other thing is to never give up. I, I really believe that success is on the other end or other side of failure. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. There's going to be, you know, life doesn't operate in a straight line. Things are not going to go as planned. But the most important thing is just keep pushing through and never give up. You got to just keep moving and learn and adapt and be flexible and don't let it stop you just because you've had a little snag. I mean, we've all have our stories. I clearly have my story, and, but we all have our stories and everybody, you know, has the ability, everybody has power within them to move past those things and to turn it into something good. So that's, that's, that's the advice that I would give. Um, I also think that when you start your business, you're so thick in your business. And, and I mean, like I said, it took me 15 years um, to sort of pull away. I was still very heavily involved, but now with being a part of the, the Renaissance, Renaissance executive group, um, it, I would wish I would have done that sooner. I really do. I wish I would be light years ahead if I had started 10 years ago, not 20 years in, but you know, it is what it is. So I'm here. <laughs> At least I didn't wait another 10 years. So, well. <laughs> and, and we'll make up for lost time. So we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. push you in the hype. Yeah, this has been, this has been great. And I really am, uh, I could, I could continue to talk with you uh, for quite a while longer. Uh, and, and I wish we had the ability to do that. Maybe we'll certainly, we'll talk about maybe next year, having you back on, critical mass business talk show and give us all an update because you have some pretty uh, aggressive uh, growth goals which i i'm confident that you will you will exceed them <laughs> and so, i know you're going to hold me accountable to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but that is me. 
okay, that's positive accountability. And actually, the accountability comes more from the other peers that are in your group because they're walking a similar path to you. You know, the, the people at ENY who don't have an entrepreneurial spirit probably couldn't understand why a high potential employee would give up a career to, to go off and take a chance and bet on themselves and start a business. But the people that are in your group have all done the same thing. Either they've never had a corporate job or they've left it because they believe there was something better for them that they could create for themselves, which is what mm -hmm. you've been doing. Yeah. And so getting those, getting those people who care about you, not because they're in business with you, but because they're sharing a path with you, that that kindred spirit can be really powerful to get people to do what they know they need to do to grow their business. I'm very excited to be accountable. <laughs> All right. Well, well, and we're excited to have help you, and you can help us be accountable. It's a, it's just what makes it great. So uh, Wayne says she likes your. Wayne said he likes your laugh and my laugh as well. So I'm glad that uh, you do have a very infectious laugh, and I've been told I have a loud laugh. So I guess it all works together. So Good. obviously, people can link with you here on LinkedIn because we have yeah. your name up and the Steadfast Group. If if they did want to learn more about your services and your firm and you as the leader of it, where would you direct them to go? Our website, which is the steadfastgroupinc.com. We also have an Instagram account, uh, the Steadfast Group. Um, so you can find us there. You can find us on LinkedIn, uh, Bernadette Peterson, or under the Steadfast Group as well. Okay, so I was ready to close the interview, but you just brought up something that I neglected to ask you. What's the significance of the name, the Steadfast Group? Uh, so much there. Um, there's, it's mentioned in the Bible, which is so powerful to me, but also it exudes every quality that I strive to live by, dependable, reliability, steadfast. It just is everything that it's a reminder to me every time I look at it, that this is what I, I want to strive for every day, not only just in my business, but in my personal life. So it's been... It's been a very powerful word for me. And on that note, I want to thank you for taking time out of what I know is a very demanding schedule to be here with me today on the Critical Mass Business Talk Show and um, wish you nothing but continued success as you chart your path for the future for your business. Thank you, Rick, so much. I really enjoyed my time with you, as always. <laughs> All right. And for those of you, if you know someone who would uh, like to be or could be an interesting guest, I know Bernadette has raised the bar pretty high, so we're looking for those kind of interesting people with a good laugh. Really? If I like could do it, anybody could do it. <laughs> that I promise uh, you. <laughs> so we're always, uh, Haley Stern and I are always looking for interesting Orange County entrepreneurs to share their story here on this, on our, our show. So if you, if you want to reach out to us, do it on LinkedIn. That's the best way to do it. And hopefully we can get you on a future program. And until our next episode, which happens to be later this week when we're talking with John Pham, who was just in the Orange County Register Sunday's business section talking about his business embrace. I'd love to have you join us again later this week. You can find it on my LinkedIn profile. But until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions move your business in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.